Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Inspired Babes. Let's chat. Tonight, I have my beautiful friend on, Dion Whitehead, and we are going to be recording episode 26. Dion is a mom of four, two boys, two girls, a widow to a cancer warrior, Ryan. And Dion's going to be just sharing about her experience through losing her husband to leukemia. And she's also going to be sharing the tools that she has been implementing in her personal life on how to just cope with the loss of her husband. And, and on top of that, teaching her kids some powerful tools on how to deal with losing their dad. And so this is a super valuable, uh, you know, podcast and more heartfelt than anything. I was super touched by this and I could relate in a lot of ways, uh, you know, from losing my mom to breast cancer. And so it was definitely an emotional episode recording this with her tonight. So you guys, please just buckle up and be ready to hear her amazing story. She is absolutely inspiring. And of course, I'm going to be sharing a health tip. Now, as you know, I'm big into essential oils and implementing natural solutions into my home. Now, doTERRA has a starter kit. It comes with a diffuser and the top 10 most popular oils. It's going to be coming with lemon, lavender, peppermint, digest zen, oregano, deep blue, breathe, on guard, and lemon. And I hope I didn't miss anything else. But basically, anything for your digestive system, anything for any head tension, respiratory, something to build that immune system up, um, something for any any skin issues, cuts and scrapes, um, it's all in that kit. Now, this kit is going to be linked in my description of the podcast, or you could go over to my Instagram um, or Facebook, right? But I have a link in my Instagram. It's called Linktree. You click on that. And it's basically going to just have the, um, the kit in there and you just scroll down to the, uh, healthy starter kit with a diffuser. So that's the kit you're going to want to click on if you want more information on it. So you guys, here we go for this amazing episode and here we go. All right. Here we go. You guys, I am so excited. I have my beautiful friend, Dion, here. We are about to record episode 25. And can I just tell you, we were kind of dancing around, having a little moment dancing. And then my phone just plays on this playlist. And this amazing song came up called Rise Up. And... (laughs) This is obviously going to be a part of her story, but do you want to tell them about the song Rise Up that just came on randomly? So weird, right? Yes. So when Ryan was diagnosed with cancer, um, our friends had put together like a video yeah. for just – for they played it – they did the video at like his fundraiser thing, and so they put that song on there, and ever since then, it's just kind of been the song like we listened to. Like it was like our – our, our strength song, like, okay, we got this, we can do this. So every time he went into chemo treatments or consolidation treatments, like we'd play that and get pumped up. Like, okay, this is like our strength song. Yeah. I know it was Ryan saying like, I don't need to be nervous. Like, yeah. 
Oh yeah. You're going to be strong. Right. Right. (laughs) No, seriously. That was the coolest experience. You guys, I tell you, I am all about little signs from people that have passed away and they try to tell us things. And her and I were just having a conversation like, we're nervous. She's nervous, you know, like to share this, the, her story. And I'm even nervous and I do this all the time. And like, <laughs> we're just, I'm being a spaz over here. And, but that was amazing. So amazing. So cool. So yeah. I love getting little things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just confirming like, yeah, you're where you're supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. And what you're about to share is going to be perfect. And it's going to help a lot of people and you too. I, I feel like, you know, like with healing and, and everything. So I hope. Dang girl. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you guys, me and Dion actually went to the same high school, but we didn't even hang out. Nope. We didn't. We nope. didn't hang out. And we just kind of connected through social media recently. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I started following you on Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we started chatting and then you got some doTERRA oils. I, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt inspired to have her come on and share her story. You know, she's a single mom. Four kids, two boys, two girls. They are jam-packed with sports nonstop. Tell them what you've been doing today. Like since what time did you wake up? Like six o'clock. Oh my hell. <laughs> so I dropped my oldest off at he plays high school football. Oh, shit. So I dropped him off at practice and then went and hurrying up the others ready because we had to head out yeah. for my son goes to a hitting coach oh, wow. for baseball. And then he had a baseball game out at Slick. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So sports all day. Sports all day. And then after dance this. tonight. You have dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know in your text, I'm like, you're like, I'm coming from baseball. Then I'm going to a dance, re- dance competition or recital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my hell. <laughs> Jam pack, girl. I love busy, it. Busy. I love it. Very yeah. busy. I love it. Um, she's also a widow to a cancer warrior, Ryan. Oh my gosh. And she's in real estate school and, you know, just a full-time mom. Just super busy. Holy moly. So I, you know, I wanted to have her on and just and share her story about just everything that you've gone through with Ryan, you know, your experience during him finding out cancer and or during the whole experience, right? And and what it's like for you now. And I also remember you like we were talking on the phone the other day and you've had people ask you to do a movie mm-hmm. about your life story. Because mm-hmm. shit, girl, you've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, just what you were sharing with me. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, I didn't even know that. And we went to high school together. Mm -hmm. You know, it just – That was something I never really talked about. It was really hard. Um, I guess when we to my dad's, I was able to go to Jordan, and that's when kind of my life started going uphill. Um, I had a little setback in school. (laughs) (laughs) I did some naughty things. (laughs) Oh, who didn't? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I pulled up, and I'm pretty proud. So Good. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people have a past and they go through things and they, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. It just reiterates the fact that everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. We all go through stuff and it doesn't label you as anything, right? It's just, we're all human beings and Mm -hmm. we go through shit. Yeah. Right. We make decisions. Sometimes they're stupid decisions. Other times we make great decisions. It's just what we do. And I've just come to the conclusion now, like, any life trial that I have been through, I look at it as either a lesson or a blessing. And yeah. I just move forward from there. Like I, I look at all of what I went through and it's made me the mom and the person I am today. Yeah. Like I lost 
my youngest brother when I was in sixth grade and I lost my oldest brother when I was 19 and what I didn't so, know this how did I not mm-hmm. know this <laughs> yeah really yeah and um and it was hard like death really scared me oh. I developed PTSD after my brother was killed and um and and I had Brian. Brian helped me through it all. And he made me so strong. And then all that happened with Ryan. And I thought, I thought I was going to crash. And I didn't. I had to take those life lessons and, and push forward with oh, yeah. everything and be strong, especially for my four babies. And, yeah. you know, be the strong mom and then, you know, take care of my family, you know, hold the roost down a little bit. Oh, you totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah. You have to. It's just mm-hmm. a choice. And it's like, even though how hard it is in that moment, it's like, well, you've got freaking kids. Yeah. No, no choice but to mm-hmm. freaking step up and do it. Not to sound insensitive, but in the way when we that's how I feel when we go mm-hmm. through hard times. It's like, well, you know, I've got to step up for my little kids. Mm-hmm. I can't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just interesting. Yeah. Holy crap. So so when did you okay, so when did you guys meet? Like so I had just got out of a divorce. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I was 21. Yeah. Of course, my young dumb decisions. So I just got out of a divorce and my friend had pulled me out. She's like, you have to get out of the house. Yeah. And I had heard of Ryan, like, you know, Ryan Whitehead. He was known for baseball. He was an amazing baseball player. He played football. He's just all around great guy. And so I've heard of him just because like yeah. I grew up in Murray as well, mm. but I just didn't go to Murray High. I ended up going to Jordan. And yeah. um, so I, I, I knew he was there and I hated him. I hated him. He paid for really? me to get in. Yeah, I don't know why. I just think maybe because I had just got out of a divorce and yeah. he paid for me to get into the bar and yeah, I met him <laughs> at a bar. <laughs> And he was like buying my drinks and I was that snob. I literally pushed my drinks aside no. and went and bought my own. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Such a snob. But then I went out again the next night because I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah. And it was over from there. It really? was like love at first sight. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh we were gosh. unseparable ever since. Oh my hell. In fact, the first night. Yeah. Well, we never spent more than like two nights apart since meeting. The first time we'd ever spent more than two nights apart was when he was diagnosed with cancer. Really? Mm -hmm. So, and we were, we were together for 11 years. 11 years. Got divorced or divorced when he got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. So at 11 years is when he got diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And he battled for about a year and a half. Yeah. How did you guys find out? So he, um, so he coached my son's, um, football team and he was just feeling like really hot and lightheaded and he would just like really pill and just like sweat all the time. We just kind of chalked it up to, he was a smoker Okay. and he had asthma and he ate really shitty, like drink soda and all that kind of stuff. So of course me being mom yeah. and you know, wife, I'm like, you need to drink more water. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> Go sit. <Yes>. Stop smoking. <laughs> blah, 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 right. So, um, he kind of, oh, so he did, <laughs> he started drinking more water and all that kind of stuff. And Good. he got these pains really bad, which, which is really weird because he had just had a physical 
literally like two months before. Really? Yeah. And everything was fine. So I'm yeah. like, you know, cause I don't know. I just kind of talked to him. Maybe he was just starting to like be paranoid. So yeah. I'm like, no, just go to bed. You're fine. And he just kept getting these really sharp pains. So we went to the ER or the Instacare and they had taken a chest x-ray, which saw that there was some fluid in his lungs and his iron was really low and his white blood count was high, which they just kind of said, well, you must be getting over some bronchitis Yeah, and sent him home. Yeah. And like two nights later, he started having really bad side pains again and so bad that his dad had to come take him to the ER and, um, that's when they drew some blood and they had had seen that now at this point his spleen was enlarged and um and they drew some blood well and that was i think like a saturday Mm -hmm. or maybe i don't know a couple days had gone by and they had called and said you know we got all your labs are fine so they tested him for everything like yeah. STDs, like all of a sudden I was freaking out. I'm like, why are they testing it for yeah. HIV? What the? <laughs> like freaking out. So I'm a germaphobe. <gasps> and Me so too. bad. And, yeah. <laughs> and then Thursday we were sitting on the porch talking. We're getting ready to take our boys to football practice. And um, the doctor called. And Ryan, had, he wasn't really feeling good. It was September. So it's still really hot outside. And, um, he's like, I, I'm calling to give you results. And Ryan's like, Oh, they did on Tuesday. You know, they're all negative. Thank you anyway. And he's like, no, you have to go to LDS hospital right away. And he's like, what? He's like, you have cancer. So they told us over phone that he has cancer. So we're like, yeah. Oh my, like, Oh my gosh. Like, and all I could do was turn around and look at my kids and I didn't even know how I was going to tell him because we had just lost his grandma from cancer, um, leukemia. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and that's all that could, that's what all I could go through my mind was that's what they're going to like. My dad's going to die. And so I didn't know how to tell him right away. So it just kind of like blurted out. We brought the kids over to the table and we told them because they wanted him to go right up to Huntsman because yeah. I'm like, I don't want him to go into LDS, which – I wish he did, but um, mm. his grandma's doctor is one of the top, like, um, blood doctors up there, and he got Ryan right away in Ooh. there. He was able Good. to bypass the ER and just go straight to the um, BMT level, mm-hmm. and they started him on one treatment until we were able to find out exactly what leukemia he had, because mm. there's so many different well there's four types of leukemia but then there's so many different mutations that oh wow mm-hmm. holy crap yeah but it makes sense you know mm-hmm. i mean like because even with my mom's breast cancer right there's just so, so many, many different, different levels and extremes to it all mm-hmm. so yeah yeah wow okay so they tested them so they did the bone marrow biopsy okay and i was able to bring him home yeah well um so the boys had their football game and they still wanted to go and they were just like covered with Ryan Strong. It was the saddest thing. It was so cute, but it was sad. And Ryan told him that was the one thing he told them at the tables. I want you to live life normal. Do not let my cancer or any of this. I want you to go play football. I want you to continue your sports. Like I want you to live a life. I want you to live a normal life. Yeah. And so he made me promise him that. So we did. Yeah. Thankfully, Ryan's mom and dad 
are phenomenal. Yeah. They were there with him and me and my kids 100% of the way. Wow. So she would go up there when I was with the boys. So Ryan was never alone. Yeah. And she brought him home while we waited for results, which they said they never do that. Yeah. Oh, really? And then we were able to take him in um, Wednesday. So he's able to come home for a few days. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they just thought he had bronchitis. Oh, my hell. Mm -hmm. That is nuts. Yeah. Then we got our official diagnosis yeah. that Wednesday, which was acute myeloid leukemia mm-hmm. um, with the FLT3 mutation. Oh. So it so. is super aggressive. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So at that point, what did they say with that? Like, that So they started chemo right away. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was a lot of talk between me and Ryan and, you know, what we should do because – He should have got a bone marrow transplant right then. Really? Yeah. Um, but like we had talked, something just kept saying no, like yeah. not right now. Like right. And and Ryan felt that too. Like it just it, it just felt so wrong yeah. to do it. And so his doctor had talked to us, like we had talked to him numerous times about it. He's like, Yeah, we can. So they sent yeah. him into treatment. Once a month for a week, mm-hmm. which is called the consolidation treatment. So okay. they do like a super strong chemo and then they send him home. Like it's so strong. He has to do neurological tests, like really? write his name and yeah, like see that, like alphabet and stuff like that. Like Holy crazy. shit. That intense. That intense. God. Mm-hmm. Oh so he God. did that all the way up. He finished his fourth consolidation treatment and right as he finished his fourth, he had relapsed. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And from there on, it was just so hard to get him back into remission. Really? Mm-hmm. He almost died. Right as he relapsed, mm-hmm. he had almost died. It was so we found out on May, like May 4th or 5th, I can't remember the exact date. Mm-hmm. And he went into a coma May 11th. Wow. Mm-hmm. It just spreads so fast. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So he went into coma. Did he ever wake up? He did. He woke okay. up, um, which that was a tra- <laughs> that was a traumatic. So he woke up on Mother's Day. Oh, so, mm-hmm. well, no, he was awake, but we were able to extubate him on Mother's Day. So he woke up. They only kept him in a coma for a couple, like two two days, but they kept him intubated mm-hmm. the whole time. So we were able to extubate him, which that's pulling the tube. Oh, okay. Um, on Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, my hell. Mm-hmm. And just the, the cancer had built up in his lungs and he couldn't breathe. He was literally suffocating. Yeah. What were, what were your thoughts in that moment and just when he was in a coma and in that exact moment right there, do you remember like what, what was running through your mind? No. You don't? Mm-mm. Yeah. They had called me. So I went home with the kids every night. Yeah. Unless it was like nights like that I would go stay up with him in the ICU and stuff but um with the four kids and being traumatized we try to like I would try to be there to comfort them and talk them through we were really open and honest with the kids about a lot of things just so Mm -hmm. that they weren't like in shock if something were to happen yeah um so me and Ryan had talked and that was something that he really wanted me to do and you know I agreed and 
And so at nights I'd go home and do the dinner and do the bedtime and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And Ryan's dad would come up and sleep at the hospital with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think for some reason that night I had left, me and my friend had left the hospital at like maybe 11 o'clock. Um, I had babysitters with my kids because there was just so much going through my mind. I couldn't even, I don't remember driving home. Yeah. Um, the first time when I went to go take dinner to my kids and have like babysitters and everything because they were in school, like oh, yeah. they had been in school and all that kind of stuff. And so I went and picked them up, went and took them dinner, waited for all the sitters to come. And then I went up and it's, it was such a blur. It was just so scary. Like yeah, walking in and seeing my husband, like he was strapped to a bed. It was so sad. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. That stuff. Like, I don't think anybody should have to see that. Like it's, you know, I mean, cause I think about certain things with my mom that I saw that were really traumatizing yeah. and you can't forget those moments no. and it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Oh, I would get, there was people who <laughs> they had no idea. Like no. they just watched from the outside, even if they were like close friends, like when they say you you find like who your true friends are through like your darkest days, you really do. Yeah. And you see people's true colors and times like that because like honestly, like some of the people who me and Ryan were super close with, like judged hard. Really? Yeah. If I wasn't there every day, they would talk shit. If I was oh not gosh. doing this with Ryan, they would talk shit. If I wasn't doing this with my kids, they would talk shit. Yeah. And they don't know. They yeah. don't know. Like if you're in the situation, what would you do with your kids? Would you abandon your kids or would you try and keep everyone as strong as possible? I did my best, you know? You did your best. And all you mm-hmm. knew what you could do at that moment. Mm-hmm. Nobody plans for this type of stuff. Nobody plan. You know what I mean? It's like you planned. We don't have a book right? that says, okay, this is what you should do. And I think that people – it is it is sad that people will judge somebody in their hardest, most darkest times. Mm-hmm. But that really is a time that they do. Yep. And it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the worst of it was his bone marrow transplant. Ryan went downhill so fast. Really? And it was so hard for my kids. Now I know, like, it may have been so confusing and so hard. And, like, I don't know. I was so torn between Ryan and my kids and, you know, taking yeah. care of both and being there for both. But yeah. We had such great support from Ryan's mom and dad that I was able to. And the nurses up at Huntsman, well, some of the nurses up at Huntsman were <laughs> so great that I could trust yeah. that. So if I needed to, and you know, like leave and I knew Ryan was in great hands, like Ryan and I FaceTimed all day, every day. Oh, if I wasn't with him, we were on good. FaceTime. Yeah. And so I would wake up, get all the kids ready for school, take them to school, head up to Huntsman, spend all the time with them at Huntsman and go pick all the kids up from school, drop them off. Then we'd do the sports, the football, the baseball, the dance, yeah, like all that kind of all stuff. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd be on FaceTime with them the whole time. So mm-hmm. I'm, a- I was able to separate my time and the way that my kids are healing now and how mm-hmm. they're grieving and, and how they're growing and yeah. moving forward. Yeah. I would do that all over again. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Cause they have, they have grown from this so much. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. What are what do you feel like you're you're doing to 
help them kind of deal with all of this? Like, is there um, anything like therapy or do you just have open communication constantly? So we're just really open yeah. with um, everything. Yeah. And it was really hard at first just because all five of us grieved different. Oh, yeah. And if yeah. one of them saw, like, me crying, then they'd all start crying. If mm-hmm. <laughs> if one of them saw that Kaysen, which is my oldest, was crying, then then they would, like, all start having anxiety or then they would start worrying, like. So we really had to work on how we were all going to grieve and, yeah. you know, grieve properly. And so we would sit and talk about our feelings. We always made sure there was a time of day we could talk about our feelings. If someone was upset – um. I, when I would get upset and grieve and be sad, like I would kind of get angry and snappy. Yeah. Like it was just like Mm -hmm. really hard. Yeah. And so when I started feeling that I'd have to go up to my room and if they saw that my door was closed, they knew that, you know, mom needs five minutes Yeah, and I would just like regroup and really pull myself together and a good cry. And then I just fix myself and go out and, you know, talk to kids like, I had a moment and I was really open with them about it and they're really open with me about it. Like, um, I all got them bears for mother's day that Ryan, um, it's okay. Oh, Ryan had recorded before he died just so that Sorry. Oh my God. Don't be sorry. It's it's okay. So they could forever hear him tell me he loves them. Yeah. So they listen to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that helps. That helps with their grieving. Yeah. And, like they'll cuddle it, and then I know that they just need more hugs and loves. Yes. <laughs> what a special gift that he left for them. Yeah. Wow. That really is. Oh my gosh. How special. Damn girl. You are like so inspiring. Seriously. I'm like trying to put myself in your situation with having kids and having, you know, your husband, your love of your life pass away. And, you know, I lost my mom, you know, and it was so hard. But like seeing you and like now I have kids, although I'm divorced, but it's just God, I'm really getting your world here. And it just like my heart just goes out to you. But I also see so much strength in you, so much strength and so much power. And I know that your kids, like who you are for your kids is fucking powerful. (laughs) You're strong. Oh, you're so nice. No, you are. I definitely have my days. Gosh. I mean, there's days I sit on my bed. So I cremated Ryan. Okay. Ryan is a big baseball guy. Okay. And Boston Red Sox is like his thing. So yeah. it was crazy. We went to the 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 um, Jenkins and Self is who did his thing, and we were over there picking out like an urn for him. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's dad's like, "Hey, Dion, what about that one?" And literally, I turn like it's a big Boston Red Sox oh urn. Oh my god! I know it was like no so way. perfect for him. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, like I. So I have them up on my fireplace in my bedroom and there's days where I just look and I just wish he would just come out out of there and like come back alive, you know, but realistically, 
I can't sit and wish for my husband to come out of that urn or yeah. wish things were different. Like, of course I wish things were different, but there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing that's going to bring him back alive. So yeah. I can either continue living my life with my four kids and we can make the best of it and be happy just yeah. like he wanted us to, or I can roll over and be miserable and yeah. not do anything. And then what my four kids just exactly. go downhill too yeah. and start getting into trouble and yeah. Yeah. Stop doing what they've loved. Like, that's not an option for me. Yeah. Good for you. Well, we're going to take a little break for just a minute, and then we will be right back. Just moving forward is what we – and being strong. That's Ryan made me promise him that, and I promised him I would. Yeah. Being strong is the only option we have. So Mm -hmm. moving forward and living life to the fullest and doing what my kids love and following their dreams is – um, what is Ryan's, was Ryan's dying wish. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. What are some, like, so for the listeners listening to this that are going through your same experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what can you, do you have any tools that you do daily or something that you've done to just overcome what you've been through? So... My biggest thing was to get myself back. Mm. Um, I honestly, I just stopped taking care of myself because mm. I was taking care of Ryan and yeah. the four kids. And girl, I'll tell you what, cancer is not easy. Mm. And it is really hard, especially on a marriage. Um, mm. I'm not going to lie. There was a time Ryan and I almost got divorced really? because of like just the stress and the like – everything that had happened and it was just so much like it was really hard and mm. everyone thinks that cancer like brings a family together and you're so close and oh. it's so full of love and mm-hmm. there's yeah it's so hard yeah so I reached out to one of my friends who was also going through cancer oh. and married with a kid oh, wow. and all that kind of stuff to ask like for advice and stuff like that and she gave me her tools and you know and what they did and we got back but I still never really fully got back. So my main thing, especially because Ryan died, right? Like, so my main thing was to really focus on myself and get myself back. Yeah. So I started, um, I started working out. Good. Um, I'm with a trainer. Oh, good. Brad Jensen and Key. He's so amazing. Okay. Um, so I, I do that and I noticed that when I'm in more of a clear, happy mind, mm-hmm. it just – my four kids are too. Oh, yeah. So working on me, like I I don't feel selfish because it totally helps my kids too. Oh, yeah. So I work out. I meditate. Good. Yeah. I do meditation um, mm-hmm. every morning. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't have any like – super tools that I've oh. ever really used. Like just working yeah. out has been my main thing. Yeah. But I think it's the simple things. Mm-hmm. I think people think it's like, needs to be this like extreme, like all these tools, like, mm-hmm. no, it's simple things. Working out takes care of your mind. Your, you know what I mean? It takes care of everything. 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 And so, whoops. <laughs> the mic in front of my face okay <laughs> um but no I think working out is key and meditating mm-hmm. yeah 
oh, just getting yeah. that my my um, mental yeah. clarity there in in a good spot and yeah. you know I'm able to really I don't know if I t- because I have talked to a lot of people that have gone through stuff while Ryan was going through his BMT and if it was just stuff that had happened that and the talks Ryan and I were able to have mm-hmm. um I was I'm I'm really good at telling myself and it's not that I tell myself like you're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't go look in the mirror and be like stop it like you're fine. <laughs> like, it's right. Really mm-hmm. honestly I have that's I have no other option but to raise four happy healthy children mm-hmm. and I'm not just going to forget about myself and put myself on the back burner like Ryan would want me to be happy too and yeah. he's told me that. Yeah. And so I really have to focus on moving forward and I know that I'm going to see him again. I yeah. know that he's waiting for me. Yeah. Um, I also know though that he would want me to move forward in my life. So, yeah. you know, he doesn't want me being where I am so young. He doesn't want me being lonely mm-hmm. um, for the, for the rest of my life. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there's any one specific tool that I use other than yeah, I That's laying good. in bed and crying is not going to bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good too at the same time, right? Like I've, um, I don't know if you follow Create the Love on Instagram, Mark Groves, but he, he has the most amazing posts um, ever. You should follow him. But um, he did a post on like, if you want to heal from the trauma, you got to be with it. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to just be with it and then move forward. Yeah. Like experience those emotions, experience whatever's flowing and wanting to come up mm-hmm. and then, okay, then you can shift, right? Like don't be on it too long, but you can, it's okay to have moments. It's okay. Because I think that's actually, that takes a lot of strength and courage mm-hmm. Yeah, to do that. You know, like how you mentioned, you know, back shortly after Ryan passed away, if you went up to your room, your kids knew you were taking a moment. Mm-hmm. That takes strength. That's showing your kids like, oh my gosh she's actually really strong. She's taking care of herself right now in this moment and you're being with it. And then you're like, okay, I'm good now. And you came downstairs and (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so it was really cute. Um, Mm. on Halloween and not Halloween day, but around Halloween, um, it was still the same year I died. So I still experiencing the first, you know, so Mm -hmm. I still hadn't taken down any of Ryan's clothes. Like oh, wow. when he died, I still wash his clothes and put them away in the closet. Like oh. I didn't put them away or anything like that. So um, I had just got done chunker trading with my daughter's dance company. Mm-hmm. And we had gone home because we we're getting ready to go do a chunker treat at um, my friend's own Envision car. So they do like a a trunk or tree thing there every year, which yeah. is really fun. They go see all these fun exotic cars and everything. And yeah. so the boys were really excited to go. And yeah. my oldest had seen me. I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting on my closet floor, like literally in Ryan's shoes. Cause oh, I man. had taken just one row. My husband had a shoe addiction. Oh, I mean, more did? shoes than I did. No yes. way. Oh, Ryan was awful with shoes. <laughs> so, so I mean, he had shoes on shoes. So I just taken yeah. one row out and literally looking at that row oh. And his shoes gone, like, killed me. Yeah. I mean, girl, I cried so hard. My eyelashes were falling. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, I had to, like, I'm, like, blowing them. 
glue and go back and he saw me like i guess he had walked up and i was just i was talking to ryan's mom because she's like my mom she's taken me in and has left me like her own Mm. since the day i met ryan like he she has been phenomenal so i called her and i'm like his shoes (laughs) breaking out of shoes and like broken and (laughs) i like get myself together i'm like okay we ready to go (laughs) my son's just like like what the hell just happened? Like she's put together again now, too. And he literally we're driving home. He's like, I'm proud of you, mom. Oh, really? And it made me cry because yeah, he can see that you can have a breakdown. Yeah, and then you can pull your shit together yes, and can. move forward. Like <laughs> that is so sweet. It was so cute. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, girl, I am just like in awe of you. Oh, get emotional over here. <laughs> Shit. So, okay. So it was, so it's been, so last March. March 30th. March 30th. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little bit over a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Over a year. So what, what is your plan like? I know we kind of were talking and were you talking about being like an advocate for, people that have been through. So I'm going to continue Ryan's fight. Yeah. I will do what I can to do as much as I can to raise as much money for LLS, which is a lymphoma leukemia society. Mm-hmm. Um, I teamed up to be a member with them. Oh, so wow. I have like a team. We do like a light the night um, okay. walk, which oh. is so touching. Really? Ryan's aunt, um, she has leukemia. Okay. And Ryan's grandma has passed away from leukemia. Yeah. And so when we go down there, they have like the lights of like survivor or yeah. someone who's currently fighting or someone who's mm-hmm. passed, like who you're walking through. And oh my gosh, just seeing like the people are currently fighting yeah. and people who are, it's just the most touching thing yeah. ever. So, oh wow. Yeah. There's a lot of people listening and I feel like we're all connected and we, it's all on who you know and everyone's willing to help everyone. Mm-hmm. I used to not think that, but it's the world. It's just, it's so ginormous and so many incredible people out there that maybe somebody's listening here and they're like, oh my God, I want to donate some money to this. Or Mm -hmm. I have this connection for her that can help her get this ball, this masquerade ball running. Mm -hmm. Um, You just never know. Yeah. Never know. So, you know, if they could reach out to you through Instagram and Facebook, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I, cause honestly, this is also new to me. Like this is a new part of the journey to me that if there's people who have done it and want to reach out and give me advice on how to do it, I would, I'm open for any of it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, um, D underscore key W four. Okay. And then do you have, you have Facebook too, don't you? I do. Okay. It's just Dion Claus Whitehead. Okay. Dion Claus Meyer Whitehead. Okay. So I'll put it in the description of this, this episode. You know, so then people can just like search for you and message you. Um, Because I don't know, not everyone has Facebook, not everyone has Instagram. So I like to do one or the other um, for people. I think that's like, I think that's just it. I put my maiden name in there for, you know, school reasons, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's perfect. But that's that's what it is. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you can link it or not. Awesome. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put it in there. So what's next for you? Like, so that, that's something that's, um, that you want to work on. I think that's amazing. 
Yeah. Real estate. Real estate. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. School. So um, before Ryan had passed away, even before he was diagnosed with cancer, that he did mortgages. Oh, okay. Um, so real estate and mortgages kind of go hand in hand. And yeah. so that's why I was doing it. <laughs> I kind of let him expire, but oh, because he had been diagnosed with cancer okay, and I hadn't been able to, so I re-signed back up and okay. I'm ready because so I, I don't want to give that up. Good. Even though he, it's not with him anymore. I know it's what he'd want me to do and I'm, yeah. I want to do it. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when yeah. are you going to be done with that? Um, I'm done with oh. school. I just am waiting for whether I do like live classes because thanks Corona. <laughs> I know. Yes. It has kind of pushed everything back. It has. It's really yeah. put a damper on everyone's thing, routine yeah. and all the things. Yeah. It's like what the hell? Corona. Who do they think they are? I don't know. Right? It's like completely, Jeez. you know. Just come in and do shut, their thing. Jeez. Yeah. Shut the yeah, world so. down. Okay. Look <laughs> down. We'll just stay in our houses and go stir crazy. It's fine. <laughs> we'll survive. Anyways. So. That's what I'm doing. Well, awesome. So once you get a real yeah. estate license, you guys reach out to her. Yeah. I right? Like now, so cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I was a stay-at-home mom for 13 years. Yeah. Holy shit. So this so, is new. So like even trying to get a job right now is, well, because of Corona. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, my resume, I mean, mm -hmm. the last thing I put on my resume was like back in 2006. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what though? There's so much out there. And mm -hmm. now that once you get your license, like that'll be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Especially because you were you were a stay-at-home mom for so long, getting back out and doing this, it's going to be so exhilarating for you because – I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready for my own career. I'm ready to yeah. show my kids that even through hard times, you could still push through and yeah, become you whatever you want. So, oh, hell yeah, you can. continue their dreams. Yeah. Um, so that's what we'll be doing Good. moving forward. Good. Still a lot of sports and dance. <laughs> yes, I love it. Football and baseball. Aww, so maybe so I'll amazing. find love again. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's something you want in the future, then you totally will. You yeah. know, I believe that for sure. So is there anything else that you want to share with, with our listeners, even just like about your kids or any tips or anything for people listening? Or do you think we've covered it all? Mm -hmm. You know, I think we've pretty much covered it all. Okay. Other than, I mean, just always look forward. Yeah. That's all I can really yep. say. Yep. And, and really, like, from this whole thing, it's like just be with how you're feeling. Cry. Do whatever you need to do. And get yourself together, find tools to really center yourself mm -hmm. and really get connected with everything. Um, meditation, working out like you've been mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. So it seems like and cry it out. Like cried out, I'm yeah. not afraid to cry in front of my kids. Yeah. So when they see me sad and crying, like they know. Um and we get through it and we talk about it. And I think that's really helped. So mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of parents that don't want their kids seeing them cry. I think honestly, that's probably been the best oh, thing yeah. for my kids. Like at mm -hmm. first I would like go hide in my room because I would just get so angry at like, why, like, why did this happen? Yeah. Why did he, you know, and I, I don't want them hearing like the whys, like, yeah. 
I was so angry with God for so long that, um, and it didn't, it didn't help. Like I know, I know he wouldn't take him from us to right. punish us. Like oh, I know yeah. everything happens for a reason. So I'm not angry with God. Yeah. Um, I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm sad because yeah, he was my soulmate, but, yeah. um, crying in front of my kids and them seeing that, you know, no matter where I drive in front of a grocery store and <laughs> something yeah, would pop up and I'd cry. And I'm like, that just reminded me of dad. Oh. And they'd be like, really? Oh. And then they would just talk about him. And then we'd get on like a talk and we'd talk about him. Like we talk about him every day. So Jeez, that is incredible. <laughs> no, because yeah, like, I mean, we're taught, you know, you just keep it in and you know, even your boys, like, this is good for them mm-hmm. to see this because then it's teaching them that, hey, I can cry. Mm-hmm. I can be vulnerable. It's okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm weak. It shows actually a lot of strength and courage, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn, That's- girl. They keep me strong yeah. for sure. Oh, hell yeah, they do. <laughs> These kids do that to us, don't mm-hmm. they? Yes. Oh, it was, hell. As soon as my 13-year-old looked at me he's, and it was – it was kind of closer to when Ryan had died. Mm. So, and it was almost like he was nervous to tell me, he's like, mom, I don't know if this is a bad thing, but I was able to start healing when dad died. Really? Yeah. And so I thought about it. I'm like, really? How come? Like, are you sad? He's like, I'm really sad. But seeing dad go through all of that was harder. Oh, yeah. So it was almost as if he was relieved that now Ryan's out of pain and all that kind of stuff. And right then I knew, like, you're right. Mm-hmm. We can heal from this. Yep. And we can grow from this. And we're going to be strong together. And we're going to get through this Aww. together. And that is absolutely not a bad thing that you feel that. And mm-hmm. you're 100% okay to feel that. Yep. And I support you 100%. And you're right. I think I've been able to start healing too. And mm-hmm. since then, it was just like, oh, gosh. Like, I can tell my mom anything Mm -hmm. and not be afraid that because I'm feeling this way, yeah, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. not in the wrong. And so I think being open to how my kids are grieving and their opinions on how it was, because it was really traumatizing watching Ryan's transformation from like healthy, like Ryan was six foot, 300 pound, big, huge, muscular guy to, I mean, so skinny. Yeah. He couldn't walk. He was on oxygen. Like, so watching him transform from Ryan to that was so traumatizing for them. I mean, I, I remember you posted, I mean, pictures on your Mm -hmm. social media and I remember seeing that and that was, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't imagine, you know, yeah. Seeing that. Holy Shit. So I support them and however they're yeah. feeling and I mm-hmm. talk to them and I kind of really – I don't like to dig super deep unless they're like willingly to give it out. Um, but they they do and they spill mm-hmm. it out as soon as I'm like, really? Why? Like yeah. and how come? Or like, yeah. you know, stuff like that. That's really helped. Like just really being yeah. open to their opinion on their grieving. Good. Yeah. And it's really helped me. I think their wow. strength and their opinions, all four of them, their different views on grieving has really kept me strong. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. You guys are all like this like warrior family. You're like this rock, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, you are. It's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Holy moly, girlfriend. I am just like honored that you came and shared your story tonight. And I'm honored you asked me. Oh, of course. Thank you. Because <laughs> I know it's challenging to share stuff like this, you know, to the yeah. world. And But I just freaking love and adore you. Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. You're so sweet. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you again. Any, oh, of course. Yeah, girl. Anything okay. else? No? Okay. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to go check out the health tip, go to my Instagram, Micah J. Fike, M-I-K-A-J-F-I-A-C-K. And you can click on it and learn more about it there or even on Facebook, just Micah Fike on Facebook. And then I also have the oil tip in the description of the podcast. Also, I will have Dion's Instagram and Facebook in there as well. If you want to reach out to her, if you know anybody, um, you know, that wants to donate or give her tips on her fun new adventure that she's going to do with the, what's it called? The ball. Um, the finding a cure. Finding a yeah, cure. Like the ball. Masquerade ball. Like, whatever you like want to create. Fundraiser. Fundraiser. There we go. <laughs> then, you know, you could reach out to her through those platforms. So thank you so much. Bye-bye.